Floodcast. Floodcast. Get in the arena. Anyway, this is a really serious episode. I'm ready. I'm ready to get on with it. All right, as as. As am I. All right, everyone, I want to thank you and welcome you to another fun-filled episode of Flawcast. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So really appreciate it, everyone. It, thank you. Thank you. Let's get going here. Yes, yes. So anyone could boast about a 20th episode, but we want to boast about our 21st episode. And the reason why this episode... Because we could drink now. We're 21. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. And... <laughs> oh, my God. Bill, don't... Bill, Bill, be careful. Now maybe we shouldn't drink. Ouch. That's going to leave a mark. That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> but the reason this episode is extra super duper duper special is because for the first time ever in studio, my God, it's, it's almost like looking at a mirror here. We have a special, <laughs> we have a special guest co-host. Guest co-host. It is not a mirror. It is not. I'm, I'm looking at Dr. Evil and Mini-Me right here. No. no. I was talking about Shandy and I. <laughs> so we have the one and only Cole Colson, Colonator, the Cole Man, Colonoscopy here Cole with Slaw. us. Cole Slaw. Yeah. Cole nice. Slaw. Nice. Oh, I think I think you just picture I think you just picture nickname for this episode, my friend. But we have Jason's son Cole with us live in our studio today. Scary enough. Scary enough. So he actually got out of bed. He I did. did. He gets out of he got out of bed faster and got ready for this episode than he does when we go to school. I can tell I you know. that right now. Yeah, yeah I, I don't wake up. I'm sure it's because we were gonna hang out. Yeah, yeah. He knew we were coming to the to your studios. We right. really will. Well, hey, I, you know, um, yeah. Whereas I think your your father and I have that Chinese disease dragon butt this morning, but. <laughs> <laughs> At least I do. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, we want to thank Cole for coming and hanging out. We want to thank you guys for, for hanging out as well. We've And I was waiting to tell you this news this morning. I love when you wait to tell me. Hold on a second. We have officially... Over 1,200 followers on Parlor. All right. Nicely yes. done. Nicely yes. done. Thank you. That's awesome. That is great. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, thank yeah. you. So a lot of people showed up for this episode this morning. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Our live in studio audience. So anyhow, have uh, have been growing. We thank you. Uh, the last episode was remarkably received. And it was very, very humbling. Jason got a lot of feedback. I got a lot of feedback. And, you know, we put these out, we never know. And it's so remarkable when something is said or some thought or some feeling or some sense of empathy or being able to connect on a real human level that we're able to do that, that God will use us to do that. And that's yeah. always so remarkable to me and so very humbling. So that's thank awesome. you guys. Thank you guys. And So uh, with that, I mean, share us. Please. Share us. Get, yeah. a, get a yeah. folks to hear it, trying to get in front of people. And um, hopefully try to make a difference to somebody. Yeah. You can listen to any place where podcasts are. Look under Flotcast CLE, Flot Inc. We are on, actually, most of our listens come to Apple and, and Spotify. So yeah. if you find us anywhere there, yeah, Cole knows. He, he, where do you listen? I, I listen to it on Spotify while I play Xbox. There you go. So do that if you're a gamer. Listen to us while you play. Yes. There you go. And then when you're done, listen to us again yeah. in case you miss something. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. So there's no again why you're playing it for somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. And we are also on YouTube, uh, as we mentioned. You know, we're growing on at least one of our. Uh, actually, on Gab this week, we picked up about 20 followers. Also, so that's good. I. I this I, is a. This was a big. Uh, this last 10 days have really the needles really moved in a lot of different directions. I mean, from a lot of different places. Yeah, and which even, is really nice. Yeah, even Instagram, we picked up Twitter. We've picked up 10 followers this week, which may not sound like a lot, but the fact that it's going to get there someday. Thank you, Cole. I like the positive mental attitude That's there. right. That's right. But we, we just thank you guys. So once again, Flawed Cast, Flawed Inc. Make sure you follow. Make sure you share. Uh, we do appreciate the love. We appreciate the comments. If you need to get in touch with us, f- uh, info at flawedinc.com. Uh, we still answer flawedinccle at gmail.com. And the, probably the easiest thing to do is just go to our website, flawedinc.com. Go under contacts. There's a little message you can fill out. Send it to us. Put your contact info and uh, We'll get back in touch with you. I get that stuff directly myself. And, yeah, and send us some topics you want to hear about yes. what topics you think are important that might be important for someone else absolutely um, we'd, we'd love to to get some ideas for some well let me rephrase that bill would love to get some ideas for some topics i don't help him very much so no <laughs> well no you do and you don't you don't even realize it but because we'll pretty much just talk what we want to talk about but if we can discuss subjects if we can bring up things that you know people either want to be more informed of or they just think, hey, this needs to be brought into the light, and then we will gladly do that. We'll, we'll gladly be able to do that. And, you know, one such topic, and we're going to discuss today, is reciprocity. Reciprocity. Reciprocity, Mouthful. yeah. And it's a big, fancy word for something we discuss a lot, the law of the harvest, which is basically reaping and sowing, giving what you get, uh, that kind of a principle that is. So we want to talk about that because we've kind of strayed away from, not straight away, but we've not had any quote-unquote politically based episodes in a couple, and I'm not complaining about that, but this, I think, will serve a dual purpose because not only is the law of the harvest or reciprocity something that is applicable in a spiritual sense, but it's also also applicable in a business sense. It's also applicable in a a personal and emotional sense, but it's also applicable in a political sense. I want to get into some of that here. Well, it has a lot to do with right versus wrong. Good versus evil. Sure. Ties into all of that. I would say that, you know, it boils down to this, the idea of reaping and sowing. So, you know, sowing is the idea of you're putting something out there. And I'm going to use an analogy that we're going to continually use is the idea of, like, farming. Even though Mike Bloomberg doesn't necessarily value farming, we, we all, as a society, should. I mean, once again, just a selfish plug in my book that will be coming out very, very soon. I discussed this a little bit, but, you know, I can't expect to plant cucumber seeds and reap tomatoes. Exactly. Thank you. So, and that's the same thing with, you know, us. Like, I can't expect to be a complete tool and then think I'm going to be treated with respect and love and have decent things happen back to me. And that's in the crux of what we'll be discussing today. I like it. I like it. Good. All right. So what we're going to do, as we do, is kind of get into a couple of different scriptural scenarios and then want to talk about a couple other quotes that we use. The first thing, if Jason can... Jason. No one reads like Jason. No one talks. That's the extent of my Disney knowledge. Isn't that from, isn't that from a movie? Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. 
Sounds uh, like me and my wife. Goes without, yeah, well, obviously. You're welcome, Jode. Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. You know, Bill, what I'd like to ask you... To, to talk about a little bit here is they talk about the flesh and they talk about the, the spirit. Obviously, the Holy Spirit is what they mean with that. Can we talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. Just the flesh and spirit. Because, you know, I um, a friend of mine lives down in Texas. We had many, many talks. Glenn's a very spiritual man and um, really helped bring me around and really got me involved in, my, in touch with my spirituality and, and love for Jesus Christ. He, he would explain flesh versus spirit very much as the devil and the guardian angel on your shoulders, right? And the devil saying, do this, do this, do this. And the guardian angel, do this, do this, do this. One saying, do good. One saying, don't worry about it. You can do bad. Being the equal to or equivalent to flesh versus the Holy Spirit. Anyway, with that said, I want to I want to hear from you on it. Sure. Well, I think that's a great analogy. That's exactly where I would, you know, start. If I had to bring it down on a more theologically accurate kind mm-hmm. of a plane would be, you know, there's a duality in everything, right? There's a yin and a yang, if you will. Mm-hmm. There's the flesh, which is our carnal, our natural part of us. But then there's a spirit, which is, you know, the part of us that communes with God. Light and dark, good and bad. Now, the flesh is typically our evil desires is typically, you know, that is the part of us that leads us in those directions that we ought not go. While the Spirit, if we are in line with Holy Spirit, like you were just re- uh, regarding a moment ago, that typically leads us down that right path. That, that you know, that's what helps keep our moral compass pointed in that right direction. And you're 100% right in what Glenn said. You have those, you know, your little, little angel guy on the one shoulder and little do, uh, devil dude on the other right. shoulder. So when, you know, we're talking about, you know, specifically in this verse, the idea of sowing into your flesh. For example, you know, if you're going and being very promiscuous and being with a bunch of people in a certain way, you probably shouldn't. And whether that be sexually, whether that be sharing drugs, whether that be, you know, whatever the case may be, if you catch a sexually transmitted disease, if you become an addict, if you get a DUI, for example, those are things that you reap from that lifestyle you so you can't have sex with hordes of women especially or men thank you without some sort of protection like back in the day you used to call it you know putting your jimmy hat on you can't fool around without your jimmy hat and think you're not going to contract something so you can't expect not to reap what you have sown so i just want to read this real quick and that's where they say whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction exactly now that could be even if you just screw people over financially like say if you're a businessman and you you're just very malicious in regards to your business dealing and you don't care about anybody else but yourself eventually you're going to you know you're going to reap the whirlwind as they as they say however if you sow love if you sow gentleness if you sow goodness if you sow preferring others above yourself maybe not immediately but eventually you're going to reap all of that back and that's one of the biggest differences and we discuss this quite almost every episode is we discuss it almost every day when we talk that's true let's just talk about being sexually promiscuous if you are in a position where you are engaged in that kind of a lifestyle you know you're going to sow but you're immediately going to reap a really wonderful feeling but that is fleeting at best that lasts a few moments and then after that whatever you reap will be possibly 
long lasting and cast a very wide net in regards to its effect on your life. Right. And I know we've talked about this before and it ties to this and I think this is very important is a lot of times it's easy to focus on the flesh, the desires of the flesh, the easy path to give in to our desires, whatever those may be. An example I'll give you of Cole sitting right here next to me. Cole has a problem with not doing his homework assignments Uh and doing his classwork for no particular reason. Cole's extremely smart. And, you know, for a period of time, he doesn't do these homework assignments and classwork. And, and for, I would say, a couple of years now, I've been riding him about it. And he gets small punishments here and there. But I told him I've had enough. And I was going to take skiing away from him, which is seasonal here in, in Cleveland where we're at. So if you miss a season of skiing, you've got to wait a whole year to be able to ski again. It's not like it's yeah. something you take away for a couple months and then you get to do it again. You know what I mean? Take it away, and it's that's it. It's it's gone until yeah. next year. And sure enough, that's exactly what Cole reaped. Right? It was easier for him just not to do the work, but the long term ramification was that he missed out on a whole season. And he's starting to change some habits and saying, you know what? That long term ramification that mm-hmm. I reaped from not doing that is not. And that's just the reap that he got from me. That that doesn't even mean the reap that he's going to get from um, long term with his grades. And, uh, you know, that sort of thing. You know, it's hard to get in the arena. It's hard to do the right thing. It's hard to put the effort in to actually sow the fields. When you sow from the flesh, oftentimes you're not even sowing. All you're doing is pleasing yourself. You're not actually sowing anything as far as I'm concerned. I, I really believe, like, when you're sowing the fields, that's, for an easy way to put it, I guess, would just be doing good, being a good person, doing the right thing paying attention to uh, what's going on around you and and making the right decision, putting in the effort to be happy and to make other people happy. I don't know. Uh, There's a bunch of ways I guess it could be explained, but it's easier to go the way of the flesh. And that's the difference between good versus evil. Again, that's why I say it ties to good versus evil. It's just so much easier to go the route of evil. And as you said, um, when you sow, it doesn't mean you're going to get instant gratification. That's a big part of the difference. Usually when you go the way of the flesh, you have that instant gratification. And part of what's happened in society in America today is we want this instant gratification. Yeah. Right? We, we've, we've turned into a society that we deserve it now. Right? We deserve it now. And, and think about that. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard commercials. There used to be this commercial on, you know, college is a big thing now. Everyone's like, college, everyone should go to college. Everyone should go to college. It's been that way for a long time. Um, everyone deserves an education. Everyone deserves this. Everyone deserves that. And there used to be this commercial on um, that you deserve a new computer. And you could get this loan for this. You could buy this new computer and have a loan for pay it off over three years so that you could have a computer in college. You deserve, you deserve a new computer. Everyone deserves something brand new and fancy. I grew up when we got a hole in our jeans. My mom put a patch on them. There was no deserving anything. That's not how it worked. And it's so much different these days, right? And everyone wants these instant gratifications. And I believe that really is a, is a major problem we have right now. And it focuses everything to the flesh. I deserve this. I deserve that. I deserve this. I don't have to do anything for it. I don't have to sow anything. I just deserve it. You're you're hundred percent right. And we're gonna we're gonna kinda get into that where I wanted to lead that was, you know, as things in the presidential uh, on the Democrat side, those things I would say cool down because I'm not very impressed with any of them. But you know, the the thing that keeps happening is and we have a whole episode dedicated to this. It's called the socialism fallacy. I believe it's episode 10 or 11. Uh, go back and listen if you like, but I, I can't, I, it boggles my mind, but uh, you know, but the thing, one of the things that just, you know, we're, we're talking about this idea of reaping and sowing is that not only can a person individually reap and sow, 
but so can a community, so can a nation, so can a generation. Bill, there was a great Democratic presidential candidate in the 60s <laughs> yeah. who made a comment in a speech asking the country to sow. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, it was John F. Kennedy. Ask not what your country could do for you, but what you can do for your country. That's right. That's exactly right. right. Ask not what your country can do for you. But ask what you can do for your country. That ties, I think, right into what we're talking about. No, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that's just so egregious to me is just seeing how many people really, really are getting behind this thing with Sanders. Uh, Bernie Sanders, the quote-unquote, you know, Bernie, the quote-unquote democratic socialist, which is just a, it, it's just a pile. It's just a, it's just a lie. And, you know, don't be deceived by that ruse. But what I would want to say is that hey, man, these— if I owed $400,000 in college debt, I'd be behind Sanders, too. Make one vote but what, to get but, out of debt. You know, you Beautiful. Would, right, but you had just mentioned the idea of, like, you deserve this, you deserve that. I'm going to be real plain. I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to be very frank. What we deserve is hell. You're right. And what we get through the sacrificial act of Christ is redemption, is forgiveness. What we deserve and what we get are two different things. That is— Thanks to right, thanks the to, sacrifice that God made by— Exactly. You're 100% right. In his mercy and his grace. You know, the Bible defines grace as unmerited favor. It just, you don't know why, you can't explain it. It just, it's there. And what I'm concerned about is when I, you're right, if I had all this debt, I would, yeah, I don't want to pay it. But you know what? Because you're young and you have no idea what socialism or communism is. Right. And the other thing is, is that you and I grew up at the ass end of the Cold Cold War. War. And we, you know, every night in at the six o'clock nightly news, I remember seeing that this was a thing. You know, our parents' generation and our parents' parents' generation grew up under that, you know, the Iron Curtain, the idea. 30 of years. Plus. Of yeah. Well, plus. But of really, of, right, right, right. you're right. You, in regards to the idea of socialism, if you look at, you know, the Nazis, you know, uh, if you look at even understanding what USSR, which is what Russia used to be called, it was a United Soviet Socialist Republic. That's right. You know, we what we need to understand is that we have a couple of generations now that have not lived under that immediate threat. You know, I, I remember watching St. Swayze in Red Dawn. We were in third or fourth grade and there was an earthquake. I'll never forget this. We third were, grade. Was that third grade? Okay, yeah. We were in third grade and I, the whole building shook. And I'm like, oh, my God, Red Dawn's happening. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, like, the Russians are here and they're attacking us. But, right. uh, you know, as, as silly as it might sound, there was an active threat of, like, this is antithetical to the American idea and the American system. And it is, a, it is a foe. It is an oppressive, tyrannical force. And what my concern is is that if we sow into that, what we reap will eventually end us up in a position of the former Soviet Union. It, Currently, as uh, Venezuela, like look at China, look at North Korea, look at these. You know, and, and I'm not going to get into it because this isn't the whole point of this, this particular episode. But you know, I did want to bring it up because this is like a real thing, and this is in regards to reaping, and it is regards to sowing because you cannot reap and not sow. It is impossible. But also, you can't sow without having reaped. Right. And I think between what you just said and the whole John F. Kennedy quote, where we're at is we live in America, so we deserve everything and anything, and the government's going to pay for it. It's kind of weird because the government doesn't pay for anything. The people pay for it. You know, socialism's a great idea until you run out of other people's money. Right. And that's, you know, that's a famous quote, but it's, it's absolutely true. And, and I'm just saying... 
You know, what this country was founded on was sewing, was working hard, blue collar, put in the work, hard work. And it's gone from that to, hey, I'm born an American, so give me my American rights of I need to do nothing and have everything. That's a fallacy because there is nothing, and I've read it many times, there's nothing in the article of the Constitution that says we are entitled to or we deserve anything other than freedom, the, other than freedom, the pursuit of happiness. And, you know, so that's that's where I wanted to go your, with you that. You get but, your rights. That's what you get. Right. You, you're You're... The rest is up to you. Right. What, what makes this country great is you have the ability to separate yourself from others and do great things to help others, to work with others, or do nothing. You can do nothing in this country, but you get nothing. Again, you reap what you sow. Stop not sowing mm-hmm. and thinking you believe to reap other people's harvest. It's just not how it works. I've got no problem. You know, I pay a lot of taxes, and I, I give what I can, and I have no problem doing that. It is what it is. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't think it's okay to be taxed on the same money 15 times like they do, but I don't want to get in the whole tax thing. But I get it. We got to pay our taxes to have the road systems and the fire departments and the medicals and police and all, all those things that we need. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with paying my fair share. I'm not okay with everyone wanting to tax me even more because I've worked hard, because I've sowed, because I've done the right thing. It's kind of like that father who went up to Warren after she said that they're going she would forgive debt college de- student debt and and he walked up to her and said well where did i get my refund she goes oh you don't get a refund he goes oh so i did the right thing i sewed i missed vacations drove cars that i could afford instead of cars i couldn't afford so that i could save money for my kids to go to school and i paid for school so they wouldn't be in huge debt and you're telling me you're going to forgive the folks who who didn't the ones who decided they weren't going to sew and that's think about that that's is that that's well, it's it's it's, it's, well, it it's goes wrong. Back, absolutely, and it goes back to you can't, you cannot reap unless you sow. It doesn't work that way. Now, if somebody sows and you reap the benefit of that, i.e., generational wealth, i.e., what our founding fathers did, right? We are reaping a benefit of what they had sown. But what we also do in return is we sow into those rights, or even something we've kind of not talked about in a couple episodes, like natural laws, like the laws that God has given us. We continually sow into those so that generations behind us can reap. That's, you know, keeping those things alive, keeping those things active, demonstrating how those things work. You know, like I think about when, you know, a couple of times we've taken Cole to the range and showing, showing him how to shoot and stuff. Somebody, you know, had to take me and, and do, you know, those kind of things. Like somebody had to teach me how to how to fight. Somebody had to teach me how to, you know, stick up for myself, so on and so forth. And, and, I, and I see that now in, in the life that you guys are living in. And that, that warms my heart because I know that cycle, the, that reciprocity of the law of the harvest, the reaping and sowing is alive and active. And I have a couple quotes. Well, what you just said, though, is a big part of sowing. As a parent, as a parent, my part of what I need to do is part of my sowing, part of my responsibility is to teach my children to be good to make a impact, to make a contribution, contribution uh, to society, right? Sure. Um, those are really important things. And, and I think that's another piece that we're missing. You know, when you look at these politics and you talk about, they talk about um, different things in politics, about being fair to different parts of the country. Uh, the reality is this. We have responsibilities as parents to teach our kids things. That's part of sowing to, to get to what you just said earlier, Bill, to 
keep moving forward, right, to keep everything moving forward the way it's supposed to. And yeah. we have too much of parents not taking responsibility and teaching their kids sure. the difference. And those kids have no chance. Well, it's they like no right from wrong. All they see is wrong, 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 wrong. It's like going to the bank after you have five thousand dollars in your in your checking account, and let's say you spend it all, and it's like going to the bank and say, "Hey, I need another fifteen hundred. <laughs> you don't have it. Right? You have you have not reaped nor sown in order to be able to access that currency. And you know, a couple of the other thing like scriptures I have here, Proverbs eleven eighteen, it says, "A wicked person earns deceptive wages, but the one who sows." righteousness reaps the sure reward. You know, another one, Proverbs 22, 8, whoever sows injustice reaps calamity and the rod they wield in fury will be broken. So, you know, it, it basically, those are just two more things that are reiterating the fact that, you know, if you do dirty, you're going to reap dirty back. You know, so how, how does this, how does this tie in with karma? Well, I mean, you want to know my philosophy on that is we're talking about the law of harvest, which is something that the Almighty created. And it's the law of karma is something that certain mysticism and other, you know, things like that have kind of adopted. But you can throw that in there at all is basically, you know, you reap what you sow. And I, I was just asked, I wanted to kind of get that out because some people think it's the same. Well, it's it's only the same in the regards of the principle, and in, in the application, it isn't necessarily the same. But for me, when I understand a lot of these kind of principles that are adopted and modernized in you know in the in the culture, I always just go back to the fact that they're just reinterpreting something that. God himself instated, and it's that, you know, the law of the harvest, the notion of reciprocity is something that, once again, is a natural law. It's like we talk about self-defense. It's like, you know, being able to freely speak and things like that. That's okay. my take oh, on that's it. that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of get it out there because I didn't want it crossed over. You don't, you may not prescribe to the same, you know, spiritual principles that you and I do, perhaps. Sure. That's fine. However... If you're going to look at things on a on a level of karma, the principles apply. If you're a total similar principles, one of the, I think the biggest differences is sometimes karma is one of those instant things. You know what I'm saying? It, you, you ever see that person like flick someone off and pull out their driveway and get hit by a car? Sure. Like, oh, karma. Um, that, right. That's not the law of the harvest. Well, um, like like John Lennon said, instant karma is going to get you. Right, instant karma. Right. Th- right. I think that's. But also, you know, one of the things I read as I was doing some research, and, and I know it's hard to believe I did some research here, Bill. Oh, stop. But um. One of the things I read was you sow in one season, you reap in another season. Ooh. And that's one of the things that we talked about earlier. Yeah, that's um, good. Don't, don't think that I was really, you know, it's kind of like going to the gym. I went to the gym. Why didn't I lose 50 pounds yesterday? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same right. sort of thing. It's, this isn't an instant gratification kind of thing. You, you sow to feed the Holy Spirit. You sow to feed the Spirit. Right. Well, uh, it's not an instant gratification. That's not you don't you don't do it because um, it, it's a it's a lifestyle. It's 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 a way to be, and that, and that's what we're kind of talking about. Sure. It's like okay, hold on a second. What do I need to do today to get my daily sewing in? <laughs> you right. know, it's it's not how it works. If you are one who has a regimented and disciplined life, the idea of sewing, hopefully, goodness should be something on a consistent basis. Now, you know, for example, you talk about working out. Well, I didn't, I lose the 50 pounds I need to. Well, because there's no consistency. You have not sown that consistency. So you do to not reap, reap the reward. Right, exactly. You know, I remember like a couple years ago when I started like really working out and I started to see some definition in my biceps. I'm like, nice. Very exciting. But once again, that didn't happen until like the third. 
It takes, it takes yeah, time. Yeah, it happened like the third or you know fourth month that I right. started doing that. And I didn't start out doing a thousand push-ups, sit-ups, dips, you to whatever. To it. Right, exactly. And, well, and, that, and that's part of, again, I'll go back to it. And I'm going to go back to this a lot. It's hard to sow to feed the spirit. It is. What I mean by that is it, it takes effort. Right. It, it takes effort. You can't just sit around and do nothing, and, you're, and that means you're, you know, you can't read from the Bible every day and say, that's me sowing. It takes effort to put into practice. That. That's right. To put well, into practice. To get in the arena, if exactly. you will. Well, then, everything we do, everything we talk about about getting in the arena. If you get in the arena, you're, you know, think about that. that a lot of times that is, that is sowing um, to feed the Holy Spirit. You know, don't sow the feed the flesh. It doesn't mean that. Again, I want to, I want to say this. It doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that I haven't. Well, and, mistakes and are part of sowing. Feed the flesh. Sometimes I do. No, and mistakes are part of sowing. Absolutely. So we're not. Again, we're not talking about perfection here by any means. I'd say more consistency than That's perfection. Consistent is important. Exactly. Yeah. So, and not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, that was that was a critique I got on one of our last episodes. So I do apologize for interrupting you. I interrupt you all the time. I know that's okay. If someone if someone critiques you for interrupting me, then I'm in a lot of trouble because I interrupt the crap out of you. <laughs> that's okay. Well, that that's how our synergy works. But so a critique is in the culture of you know churchdom is whenever these things are brought up, it's always about oh you got to give your tithe, you got to pay your money to your church, and God's going to cosmically bless you with you know, Lamborghini or whatever. I don't know. And that's it. That's just so belittling to the regard of the holistic approach of what this really means in our life. Like going and getting a coffee with a friend who just needs to talk is sowing into their life that at some point you're going to have to have a shoulder to cry on as well. I don't want to just limit it to that. And I don't want to start thinking that well, I'm, ooh, I, I'm, if I do good, I'm going to get something good back. It doesn't how it works. Right. We, we understand the motive is our heart. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to discuss is that, you know, you're, we're talking about the spirit versus the flesh, right? So we're talking about sowing. Where, where are we going to sow? Or let me word it this way. Where are we going to invest? Bringing it down to more like the business level, how you, 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 that's your expertise. Where are we going to choose to invest not just our money, but our time, our effort, our love, our resources, our knowledge? Uh, where are we going to invest that, that we are going to have the highest ROI? Return on investment. Return on investment, exactly. And one of the things that always helps me, and I, I'm, once again, confession time, I get behind the mic and I just start giving all my secrets away. <laughs> you know, I, I struggle with this. I'm not, I'm not arrived. I'm not achieved anything. I'm, I'm not any kind of a Superman at all. And, you know, there's those moments where it's like, yeah, be real nice. I would feel momentarily gratified by doing whatever. But using wisdom, which is what we discussed in our, our previous episode, is the fact that long term, that is not going to reap what I want in my life. And so in those moments that come, there's a scripture, it's James 4, 7, it says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So it's at those moments where I say, all right, God, this is not probably the best thing for me to do. So I'm going to put up my dukes, if you will. I'm going to resist. I'm going to fight that. Mm-hmm. To the best of my ability. Now, that works a lot. It's very effective, but sometimes it doesn't. Once again, confession time. I can just encourage people to say, think, to, to respond, not react. A couple of the other quotes, if if you don't mind. I don't. That if you could read those, I think. Yeah, these are great quotes. Seriously. So this one's uh, George Mueller, clergyman. The longer I live, the more I am enabled to realize that I have but one life to live on earth. And that this one life is but a brief life for sowing. 
in comparison with eternity for reaping. There's so much there. Now, go ahead, let's read the other one, and we'll just tackle yeah, yeah, both. This is James Allen, an author. The law of harvest is to reap more than you sow. Sow an act, and you reap a habit. Sow a habit, and you reap a character. Sow a character, and you reap a destiny. That is, I, I just can't believe how powerful that quote is. It, it is. You really give some thought to that. It is. And these two, in many ways, to me, are, are linked in this. You said something that was so profound, I want to revisit, and I wanted to wait till we get to these to revisit it, but you said, we sow in one season, but we reap in another. So if we look at this, you're going to sow your seed in the spring, but you will not reap your harvest until the autumn, late summer or autumn. There's a couple different things here I want to highlight. First and foremost is in regard to what George Mueller said, we have a short life. It's relatively short in comparison. This life should be for sowing into eternity because we are all eternal beings. You know, one day we will eventually, as it says in Ecclesiastes, go the way of the rest of the world. And death is not a period. Death is a comma. Death is a, a to be continued. And it is what we do in this world, in this life, that echoes in eternity. And I think the thought of that is so powerful. The thought of everything we do now, whatever we sow now, whether it is in the the, the regard to sowing wisely, sowing to the Spirit, slow, sowing in a line with benefiting mankind, doing those right things, or sowing to our flesh, sowing to carnality, sowing to instant gratification, that there will be a harvest of that, but there will be an long-term eternal harvest that I think it's important for us to at least briefly discuss. Yeah. Well, another thing I want to add is when we talk about you sow in one season and you reap in another, what happens in between those seasons? If you want to reap a great crop, right, this is where that consistency part comes in. Right. It takes time and effort and love of what you sowed in order to produce and reap the great crop. And, that, and that's where that consistency piece comes in. It's not just about doing one good thing and then later it's going to pop up. It's about the soul. It's about the spirit. It's about what's inside you and who you are as an individual and how you how you are consistently. Again, consistency doesn't mean you don't make a mistake because you do. We're not saying perfection. We're saying consistency. But you're consistent throughout the entire growth season, if you will. Sure. You know, right? in- that's how you that's going to depend on what you reap at the end. Right. Don't say, oh, I did. But I did something good six years ago. Why hasn't that grown in anything? Because you haven't done. Because you've been focused on the flesh for the last six years, right? So you you, you didn't water you, right. you didn't water your your seeds, and you've you've probably instantly received that reward. So right. we're, if we're talking about sleeping with people you shouldn't be sleeping with, like you got off, that's your reward. Now, long term, you're going to pay, you're going to reap something else, but that's your instant reward, right? And, and there's instant rewards for doing the right thing. Oh, absolutely. You just again, they're you know, I just but those are those are fewer and far between. But I will say those benefits or those rewards are always like 99.9% of the time greater than the other. That's just how these things work. And, you know, I think that's what makes it hard. Right. I think of the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, I watched that show and I'm, I just ended up think, like hating this guy, thinking like he deserves every bad thing that happens to him. Right. Because he was just an ass. Right. And, you know, a lot of people like that show and love it and it's funny and I get it. It is. But I think that's a real good picture of kind of what we're talking about. This guy pretty much you know, was a 
he was a jerk. Yeah, he's a bag of douche. And he, you saw at, normally at the during the process of that episode, he reaped his jerkiness. He reaped his douchiness. Yeah. And and I like that we we're talking about the consistency part, and that's the, the bit where James Allen comes into play. You know, like if you sow corn, you sow corn. I don't know, March maybe. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not you're not gonna reap it till like September, October. So it's knee high, Fourth of July. I think you reap in August. August, okay, right. So let's just say you you plant in March, and you don't you're not going to see anything until July. Yeah, really. I think actually you plant a little later with corn. Okay, but I, still, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just I don't again, know. I, I don't know because I don't plant corn, but right. I think you grow a little bit later. But um, you reap in August, so right. it's like three months. I want to say. Well, it's but, a summer crop. Sure, but during that that three month time, you you don't see a lot that's going on. No, but it does it doesn't mean that there isn't anything that's going on, and you keep thinking, man, I'm doing the right thing, and I'm trying to be a good dude, and I'm trying to do blah, 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 but I just keep getting shit on. Well, you know, if you look at it this way, you know, that little kernel inside the ground, you're getting fertilized, if you will. Right. And, and this goes back to being like a, a productive farmer. You're going to fertilize, you're going to water, you're going to everything that one needs to do in order to reap a healthy crop, that person that will be doing it, provided that they're a, a a decent farmer. If they just don't care, they're just going to, you know, just whip it out there and throw it and right. say, and, mm. maybe, and maybe it grows and maybe it doesn't. Maybe, right. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, you know, chances are though, it's not going to be nice, healthy, tasty corn. And I also think though, real quick, as we we're talking about uh, that James Allen quote, as he talks about, so read one more time, all the harvest is to reap more than you sow, sow an act and then reap a habit. So a habit and reap character. So character and reap destiny. Well, I also believe that that ties to learning, to continuing to improve, right? Practice continuous improvement, if you will. So this, what can we learn from that? How, how can we keep building upon what we're doing? Uh, I think there's, there's always opportunity to learn. So as you're, you're sowing, as you're doing something, uh, you're going to learn. And, and sometimes it's that those are the mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. It's okay to make the mistake as long as we learn from those mistakes. How can we learn from that mistake to become better, to do it better next time, to not make that same mistake again? I mean, that's really a, a big part of this. Um, well, and a lot of what we're talking about last few episodes are very intermingled, you know, yeah. like in regards to the idea of reciprocity, like that really isn't something I feel like until you begin to get some wisdom. The last episode, we talked about wisdom lingering. And I'm speaking for myself. I don't know that that's really anything that I was able to start to understand and hopefully put into practice until I realized that, you know, if you sow shit, you're going to reap a shit sandwich. Right. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. And, and again, one of the big takeaways I want everyone to have is at least it was a big learning experience for me. So I want to make sure that it's something that we talk about one more time here at the end, the difference between the flesh and spirit. And it's very much like the, like Bill said, whichever one you feed is the one that's going to win. So you can either feed the Holy Spirit, you can feed your soul, or you can feed your flesh. And flesh is about, that's all the, the fancy stuff. That's all the nice things. That's all the, look at me, I'm, I've got name brand clothes, this, that, the quick reaction, the the quick instant gratification piece. It's the easy road typically, or you can sow to the spirit and you could sow to feed the spirit. And there's lots of ways to do that. As Bill said, maybe it's going and having a conversation with a friend over a cup of coffee. Maybe it's just looking at someone in the parking lot and saying, Hey, how are you today? Simple as that. Hey, how are you today? It's little things. Again, think about planting a seed. It's little things that turn into great things. That's what a harvest is about. It's taking something small and turning into something plentiful. And we sure could use more of that in this world. Sure. Um, Just the small things, the holding the door for somebody. Looking at someone, even if you don't say, how are you today? Just give them a smile. 
kind of bring things to an end, if you will, that kind of goes with that the last scripture I wanted to say, which is Second Corinthians 9.6. It says, remember whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. If you're stingy, you know, don't expect to get like a, a buttload of wonderfulness in return. But if you sow generously, you should expect to, and it's okay, I would think, to expect that, to, you know, say, I poured my life out, and even though I may not see the blessing or I might not see the reward of that, hopefully in eternity and the internal impact I've made on people's lives, that will echo, you know, forever. That will echo in those, you know, yeah. in the afterlife. And I, I would like to read Galatians 6, 7 through 9. This is from the King James Version. Okay. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Mm, come on. I mean, come on. It's everything we just talked about in due season. Remember that. It's harder to put the time in, to do the right thing over and over, to put that consistency in because you don't have the instant gratification. That's what makes it hard is that you do the right thing for nothing. Well, who's going to see it? No one. No one that matters. Person that matters sees it. Your spirit, the well, Holy Spirit. God sees it. Do it. Yeah. That's the right reason, folks. Doing thing when they say do it for the right reason. The right reason is the Holy Spirit. What they mean is the wrong reason is flesh. And don't don't always do things just for yourself. It's okay to do stuff for yourself. Yeah. Of course, it's okay to do stuff for yourself. Uh, there's lots I do for myself, a lot. But I try hard, and I, I really try to teach my children this. And and Cole is a really good. Example. He does. I give you example after example after example of Cole trying to do the right thing at a pretty young age, where he's still learning, and that's really important. And it makes me very proud as a father because it's hard to do those things. There's no, there's no reward other than. Well, and I would even say on the on the reverse of that, you know, we're talking about Kirby enthusiasm, like which is a show of like the opposite of kind of what we're talking about. There is there is no show where it's like here's a. Dude that spends his life doing good things, and then, oh, you see really good things happening to him because there isn't that instant, once you said that instant gratification, there isn't that automatic recognition of, oh, I, oh yeah, I did something really awesome. So, you know, the it's just not how you're going to find to that is go watch Little House in the Prairie. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. No. Um, and there's a lot of bad things that happen to them. Yeah. And they sow and they sow and they sow, and that, it's actually, I think, a very spiritual show. Of course, it's old. You won't find those kind of shows anymore. But anyway. Do the right thing, not for yourself, meaning don't do things just for yourself. It's okay if you do the right thing for yourself. Yes. Just think. It came out the wrong way. You know, think of others too. You know, the, the key isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Rick Warren said that. And say it one more time. The the I'm paraphrasing, but no, you know, Richard, he you know, the, the key isn't thinking less of yourself, the key is thinking of yourself less. And I think that even in that there is a reaping and a sowing because the less you're focused on yourself, the more you can sow into others and the immediate needs and that you'll be able to reap back. You know, one of the benefits is is that when you do something and you may not even think about it, but when you've 
you know, when you know, like, oh, I did that, and that effect. Like when we, and the part of the reason I love, whether it's good or bad, like I love getting feedback. It's because, you know, you and I are sitting here. We have no idea who's going to hear what we're talking about and how far that's going to go. Like we have, a, we have an audience in Australia. You know, shout out to those our fans down under. But send us some. That's Vegemite. not a knife. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Send us some Vegemite, but. <laughs> but um, you, you know, you you don't you don't know. I think that's where the beauty lies. And um, start small. Just plant a seed. Yeah. Just start small. And feel free to keep planting seeds. That's what sowing is. It's not one seed. Yeah. Many seeds and many seeds and many seeds. You're right. And a farmer doesn't plant one one kernel of corn and get a field. Exactly. Exactly. Um, still saying please and saying thank you. Those are small things. Those are small seeds. But it it means a lot to be treated the right way and to treat people the right way and just to look out for folks and do the right thing. And it's also just being a decent human. If, if nothing else, if there is no benefit from that, you are sowing into just being a decent human. You're not being a dick. Well, and this is what, and this is what, again, you talk about what we're uh, reaping from the harvest, from the sowing of our forefathers, for instance, right? But it's our job to continue replanting that field. Yeah. I mean that that's right. how and, it goes. And that's the other thing is you can't just harvest and not replant. Exactly. Oh, yes, exactly. I, so I, let's replant. Let's exactly. let's look out for each other. Let's do the right thing, you know, whatever that may be. And it's small. Start small. You don't do anything big. We're not saying, "Hey man, uh, in order to sow, you got to give a $10,000 donation or you got to put in 40 hours of community service or something. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying just be a good human. Pay attention to others. Don't make it all about yourself. Right now, if you can give ten grand, or you can do what, then do it. If that's starting small for you, well, then awesome. And I, that that actually, I think that's fantastic. And and since you said that, I'm going to read this quote, and I found it, and I love this quote. And it says, "If you are more fortunate than others, build a longer table, not a taller fence. Just be a good human. Be good to others. Together, we can." Cole, what are you going to say? Um, just be like a good person and just don't given to like the bad side of things and always do the right thing at least try to right yeah, at least try to awesome good all right well i think that's a good place to put up here I, that was great actually that I, I like every episode never know exactly where it's gonna go right um man i think we cut touched on a lot of different this is a really good topic because it touches on a lot of different things, and it's never ending. I think just introducing the, the thought, and you know, for and I what I just want to say in closing, like if you know, for those that are involved in circles of communities of faith, like don't don't just think of this of like your tithe. That's so shallow, right? You know, and I think that you know, if you're if you are a clergy and you use this to manipulate people to give you cash, shame on you. At any rate, so so, so hey, man, Bill, uh, Will, Willie, Will, Cole, and I challenge you to, yep. you know, start small, so small, but we challenge you, get in the arena, get in the arena, and so word. All right, well, we want to thank you guys. We want to challenge you to sow this episode and sharing it with people that want to hear it, like us. Follow us, share us, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Gab, Twitter, Flawed Inc., Flawed Inc., CLE, Flawed Cast. We're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're everywhere you hear podcasts. I want to thank everyone for the... But don't forget to call us, 8675-309. And 
Cole will answer. He's uh, he's our administrative assistant, and, and uh, uh, you know, head up, send us an email info at flooding.com. Go to our website flooding.com and uh, go to contact. You need to get in touch with us. Send us a message there. Let's we'll keep getting in front of people, man. I'm excited. Yeah, we're. I'm just really, 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 really blown away. Really, really humbled by the comments. So thank you. It's uh, it, it, it makes it worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. So Until next time. 